five-star matinee. Joe, this is the last time I'm going to discuss this with you. Either you see it my way or that's it. Your way, meaning I'm to give up my job and follow you around and live off your hundred thousand a year. Well, is that so bad? It isn't bad, Vicky. It's it's degrading. All right, Joe. I'm leaving for Reno tomorrow. Five-star matinee. This is your host, Fred Collins. And today you'll hear an unusual domestic drama titled Victoria, My Wife by Oscar Shizgo. But first, hear this. Around the beginning of the 19th century, women of America began to speak up in defense of their rights as citizens. One of the first of the suffragettes, as they were called, was Lucretia Mott. In 1848, at a mass meeting of American women at Seneca Falls, New York, it was Mrs. Mott who presented a document known as the Declaration of Sentiments and Resolutions, which expounded women's rights. The document said in part, we, meaning the women, insist that we have immediate admission to all rights and privileges which belong to us as citizens of the United States. We further resolve that it is the duty of the women of this country to secure to themselves their sacred right to the elective franchise. This meeting indirectly led to the adoption of the 19th Amendment and added another page to your political history. Now, five-star matinee, starring Cliff and Francine Owen in Victoria, My Wife. You can argue sensibly up to a point, but then you become desperate. Now that Vicky's bags were down in the car, I knew one thing for sure. I didn't want her to leave. I caught her shoulders from behind. Oh, Vicky, for heaven's sake. Don't, Joe. You don't want to go. That's right, but I'm going. It's crazy to destroy a marriage like this. Not the way I see Any it. Any way you see it. What do you expect me to be, a, a kept man? Look, I'm only asking you to share my money. Sure. Quit my job at the newspaper and trail you around the world like a pet dog. Well, why should you chain us down for that hundred-dollar-a-week job wrapping on a sports column? Because that's what I do. My plane leaves in 30 minutes. I'll drive you at the airport. You needn't bother. My cousin Connie is calling for me. Okay. <laughs> so this is what we thought was the great love. Love isn't the whole answer. There's got to be compatibility of spirit. We've got to want the same thing. You don't mean compatibility, Vicky. You mean having things your own way. Well, go ahead. I've said all I have to say. Come in. Hello, Vicky. Joe? Hello, Connie. I'm all packed. You two know you're both acting like a couple of spoiled kids, don't you? You, Vicky, you're being unreasonable. Me? How can you expect a man like Joe to loaf his life away just because you get 100000 a year from a department store you don't even care about running? Uh-huh. And as for you, well, I'm sure you could find a month or two to give Vicky's way a try. Let her enjoy some of that money for a change. She wants me to quit for life, not give it a try. Oh, it's no use, Connie. Take me to the airport. Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye. Vicky, I... Goodbye. Goodbye.
goodbye, a plane to Reno, and then what? For the next four weeks, my fingers kept tapping out 700 words a day of talk about sports, but my mind was on something else. I wanted Vicky back. I wanted her so bad it hurt. You forgot to capitalize, Yankee. Hmm? Oh, hi, Connie. It brings you up here. You? Well, sit down. What's up? Pop Leeds is resigning from the department store. Pop leaving Keller's? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Well, among other things, the store's in trouble. Business has dropped from $11 million to $5 million in a year. Holy smokes. Does uh, Vicky know about this? She does now. I sent her a wire. So why tell me? Well, your divorce isn't final yet. Legally, you own half of Keller's. Oh, no. Keller's belongs to Vicky. And you're her husband. So I thought you might want to pitch in and help save the family business. If you have any ideas, we could sure use them. Not me, Connie. I'm a sports writer, not an advertising genius. Well, that's up to you. I thought that a man who makes his living writing might be able to do some creative thinking. See you around, Joe. I couldn't get to sleep that night. I kept thinking about Vicky playing around at the gambling tables in Reno while the store dwindled away. I kept thinking, how could you build up a failing business like Keller's so people would talk about it and patronize it? At 3 a.m., I hopped out of bed and pounded the typewriter. And then I made a phone call. Yeah? Uh, Connie, this is Joe. Oh, what time is it? Uh, 4 a.m. Listen to this. 4 a.m.? Nobody listens at 4 a.m. We roll up our sleeves. Huh? We roll up our sleeves. That's the heading for a full-paid edge. Now, let me read the rest of it. There may be readers who think it's strange that a department store should spend advertising money to talk about civic needs instead of merchandise. It isn't strange at all. Keller's is a member of the community, a public institution. You get the idea? One or two of these a week and everybody in town will be talking about Keller's. Uh, the next one deals with a need for school facilities. Oh, Joe, I think it's a terrific idea. Look, why don't you bring it to the office tomorrow? We're having a meeting. What time? Ten o'clock. You come? Okay. Oh, oh, and, uh, Joe. Yeah? Just so it doesn't take you completely by surprise. Vicky will be there. She's flying back from Reno. You're listening to Victoria, My Wife. Today's attraction on Five Star Matinee. You know, many great men have attained the highest office in our land, the Presidency of the United States. Can you guess the name of this man? He was born in Virginia in 1784. As a lieutenant, he served in the War of 1812, the Indian Campaigns, and the Mexican War during which he attained the rank of Major General. During the election campaign of 1848, his candidacy for president was challenged by such figures as Henry Clay and Daniel Webster, but his popularity gained him an easy victory. His administration was marked by the admission of California into the Union and the rapid expansion of the West. You should have his name by now, but if you don't, here are two more clues. His nickname was Old, Rough, and Ready, and he died 16 months after his inauguration. Yes, he was Zachary Taylor, 12th President of the United States. His life is part of your American heritage. Now, back to Five Star Matinee and Act Two of 
Victoria, my wife. I got to the office at 8.30, before anybody else, I figured. I wanted to rewrite my Keller's department store editorial. When I walked into Pop Leeds' office, I smelled the perfume. I knew it was Vicky even before she turned around. Then I did a crazy, impulsive thing. I couldn't help it. I kissed her. That isn't fair, Joe. I'm sorry. Well, not really. You haven't budged an inch, have you? Still love you, if that's what you mean. That's what I mean. Come inside. The others are waiting. Pop called an early meeting. Okay. You know Pop Leeds, of course. Hello, Joe. Nice to see you again. And Connie? Morning, Connie. Morning. And this is Walter Tickham. How do you do? Hello. (laughs) Just so we all know, Walter is a management consultant. We met in Reno just before I heard about Pop's resignation, so I asked him if he'd consider helping us out. I see. Uh, Tickham and Bentley, isn't it? That's right, Mr. Leeds. Now then, Connie told us about your idea for running editorials instead of ads. What do you think about it? Well, frankly, I don't see how you can persuade a woman to buy a dress at Keller's by coming out for a stronger police force. Don't you agree, Walter? I do. Well, you miss the point, I think. What is the point, Mr. Rowland? Well, when a woman sees Keller's spending its money on something brand new, like a civic campaign, she'll be surprised. Keller's will register in her mind. She'll like us, and when she needs a dress, she'll buy from us. Well, if it's such a good idea, why haven't the other stores done it? Maybe because Joe was the first one to think of it. Well, I'm afraid I just don't appreciate these involved psychological approaches to making sales. Okay, okay, forget it. My feelings won't be hurt. Well, so long. Uh, nice to have met you, Mr. Tickham. Uh, yes, let's have lunch someday. Goodbye, Vicky. Goodbye, Joe. I walked out. Vicky had risen and was facing me. There were a hundred things I wanted to say, but all I could say was... Goodbye. I went back to my desk at the paper and tried to write my column. Joe Rowland. This is Pop Leeds, Joe. Yeah, Pop. I read that editorial you wrote. So? Could you write, uh, say, uh, six more in a hurry? What for? I've decided to run them. What? I happen to think it's a sound idea. I've got another week of active duty before Tickham takes over, and I'm going to use that week the way I see fit. And I can do it according to my contract with Keller's. What do you say? I say hang up and let me get to work on those editorials. I went to work. I knew that the editorials had to be controversial or they wouldn't do any good. The first one made the morning paper. By the following evening, Keller's and its new policy were the subject of complimentary editorials in all the other newspapers in town. We were definitely causing a stir, and not just among the people of Otisburg. Walter Tickham was stirred, too. Come in. You uh, asked me to drop by, Tickham? Yes, I did. Sit down. Thanks. Now, would you mind telling me what this is all about? What? These. These editorials. Oh, Pop Leeds. Pop Leeds didn't write these. You did. So? So you've already done a lot of damage to our public relations. Half of the people in Otisburg are up in arms against it. Nonsense. It's not nonsense. I've already called the papers and asked them to discontinue the editorials. Mm, what does Vicky think? Victoria happens to agree with me. She and I have seen eye to eye right from the start. Oh? Are you aware that she's still my wife? Come off it, Roland. Vicky still intends to go through with her divorce. She's just postponed it to see Keller through this crisis. She is, as we say, 
fair game. Well, you lucky. Oh, there you are. Glad you're here, Joe. Hello, Joe. I'd like to talk to you, Tickham, and I want you to do... I want to do it in Victoria's presence. Go ahead. You call the papers and cancel the remaining editorials. Yes. May I remind you that my resignation is not effective for another four days? And until it is, I manage this store as I see fit. I've got a contract that says so. Is that right, Vicky? I'm afraid so, Walter. I see. Well, you can do a good deal of damage in four days, but I guess we'll have to bear it. I had no idea your ex-husband went in for public relations, Victoria. Oh, really? What well, happens to be my passion. Real idea man, too. Loaded with ideas, Tickham. Just loaded. I'd like to hear an original one. Okay. Free milk for the kiddies. Hmm? What was that, Joe? Just what I said. We put in a miniature milk and ice cream bar for the kiddies. Some client, like Dairyland, would be happy to supply the ice cream in return for the advertising. We run an ad saying, don't hesitate to bring the kiddies to Keller's. Just leave them at the milk and ice cream bar. They'll get an afternoon snack, an expert babysitting, and recreation service. Now there's a motherly idea. You know something? I like it. What? It's, it's friendly. People will talk about it. I say it's idiotic. Well, we're going to do it anyway. That is, if Pop agrees. Oh, yes, by all means. Any other ideas, Joe? Well, while we're at it, how about a perfume bar? Instead of the customers coming to the counter, we have a traveling perfume bar on wheels. A guy comes in with his wife, we give her a squirt. Oh, while a guy is buying shirts for himself, he suddenly finds the perfume wagon at his elbow, and a high-voltage salesgirl murmurs, while buying something for yourself, why not get something for her, too? I like it. We'll do it. <laughs> Within two weeks, the whole town was talking about Keller's. Newspaper columns were saluting our civic spirit. We even converted part of the fifth floor into an auditorium and turned it over free to any civic group needing a hall. And sales boomed. Come in, Joe. Oh, how are you, Vicky? Fine. I just want you to know that the last two weeks have grossed more than any comparable two weeks in our history. Well, it's nice to hear if I've had fun doing it. I, uh, I asked you in to make you an offer. Yeah. I'd like you to take Pop Leeds' place at 25000 a year. Oh, that's five times what I earn now. Vicki, does this mean that uh, you and I are... The divorce has nothing to do with this, Joe. I see. I'm offering you the job because you've shown you can do it. Thanks. And where does Walter Tickham fit into this picture? Well, Walter is on a retainer as a consultant. However, if you don't take the job, I'll turn it over to him. I see. Will you take it? No. Why not? Well, do you think I could come in here every day seeing you and keep my mind on my work? I'd hoped you could. Vicki, do you really think that you can buy me? I hoped you wouldn't feel that way. Well, I do. Thanks, but no thanks. Have a nice flight to Reno, and good luck to you and Walter. I felt a sense of emptiness when I left. Actually, I think I'd enjoyed the Keller campaign more than any work I'd ever done. But I had an aversion to working for the woman who divorced me. I went back to the newspaper and took up the old grind again. Back at it again, hmm? huh? Oh, hi, Connie. What brings you this time? You. No. Yeah. What now? I decided I wouldn't just stand by and watch you and Vicky wreck your lives because of stubborn, foolish pride. It isn't just pride, it's... Self-respect. Oh, can't you see any deeper than that? 
Do you think Vicky's so cold-blooded that she only wants you to run that store so it'll make money? I don't know. She's trying to get back together with you. She's using the only way she knows to do it. Well, if she wants to get together with me, all she has to do is say so. Oh, sure, on your terms. The alternative is her terms. These aren't her terms. She wanted you to give up work and travel. Well, maybe she had a reason. I'd like to hear it. Vicky's never been rich, Joe. Oh, come on. No, I mean it. She's never had a chance to enjoy her money. Uncle Jeff was afraid of spoiling her. Why, until she was 21, Vicky had an allowance less than most girls get. She used to borrow from me in school. I didn't know that. But now she wants to enjoy some of the money. At my expense? She changed her grounds. Oh, Joe, are you too blind to see that? She wants to work with you. No. Yeah. She's still getting a divorce. She said that because she didn't want you to take the job feeling it was a husband working for a wife. And what about Walter Tickham? Ha! Walter Tickham was fired about an hour after you left. He was? That's right. He tried to... Hey, where are you going? See a girl about her job? So long, Connie. And thanks. I don't know how long it took me to get to Keller's, but I didn't stop for any red lights. All the way, I kept thinking about what Connie had said about stupid pride standing between me and Vicky. Come in. Uh, excuse me, lady. I'd um, like to apply for a job. Joe. Can you use me? On one condition. Well, if you mean that I have to take vacations, I agree. No, I mean that we have a full partnership. No uh, leaving for Reno? No. What happened, Vicky? To change you, I mean. Well, the last few weeks have been an education. I found out you're right about how it feels to have a job. It gives you a feeling of purpose and importance. Does that sound silly coming from me? No. Sounds just great. But, um, what about Tickham? Oh, he wanted too much. The store, his own way, and me. As soon as you were out of the picture, he tried to jettison your whole program. Oh, Joe, I don't know what happened to us. But please, let's try to make it work. I think it will work. We've got a job to do here, and then you and I, young lady, are going to take off three or four months for a much-needed and long-overdue honeymoon. Let's take a moment to think of the world we live in, of just how small it really is. Actually, it's no problem to be in one country today and, let's say, to be in Turkey tomorrow. If you happen to be in this historical and ancient part of the world, you'll see many interesting sights, and the friendly Turks would be more than willing to help make your visit a pleasant one. You, in turn, however, should realize that their customs are different than those of the United States and should be respected, for you are a guest in their land, a country where practically every Turk is of the Muslim religion, referred to as Islam. Evidence of Islam is everywhere in Turkey. Slender minarets sprouting from Muslim churches called mosques dominate every town. Some of the mosques are structures of extreme beauty, and it's a privilege to enter them. And if you do enter a mosque, be sure to remove your shoes. Stand respectfully and talk only in whispers. That's the custom. By showing your respect, you in turn will be accepted and respected as a friendly guest. Remember, the only way to have a friend is to be one. <laughs> And now, 
Now a parting salute to sports columnist Joe Rowland, a man of such sterling moral fiber that he didn't want to retire on $100,000 a year. I thought Cliff Owen played the part very well indeed, and that Francine Owen did equally well as Victoria, his wife. Others in our cast were Phil Hanna, Reese Taylor, and Connie Lemke. Victoria, My Wife was adapted for radio by George Lefferts from the original story by Oscar Shizgo. Daniel Sutter directed. matinee comes to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.